Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast where it is time to dive straight into episode number 49 of uh, the 2020 vision section of the podcast because it has been quite a day, um, quite a day and a night and a day really. Um, yeah, I'm currently recording this at midnight on Wednesday the 4th of November, it'll be out on Thursday the 5th in the morning. Um, and I have been awake uh, since Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, it's time to have a look at what has happened in the time since I woke up, um, what's happened across the pond. Um, so let's have a look on episode 49 of the 2020 Vision section of the Politics Unbox podcast. <laughs> Now, you'll notice, first off, that I haven't called this uh, podcast election results because, um, quite frankly, we don't really have them all yet. I've called it election fallout, which I think is a far better way of doing this. So just for the sake of accuracy, um, all of these figures are correct as of time of recording, which, as I say, is just coming up to midnight UK time uh, on the night of the 4th to 5th of November. And as it stands currently, uh, the electoral map of the United States of America looks um, kind of traditional in the way things have been going. Um, We have the blue states on the coast, we have the red states in the Midwest and central time zone brackets. And Joe Biden is currently leading President Trump by 264 electoral college votes to 214, with 60 in the toss-up category. Now, um, these can be boiled down into states we assumed were going to go each way, the states like Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, Arkansas, Louisiana for the president, and California, New York, Illinois, uh, Washington for the vice president, or the former vice president. And those ones which we were looking at overnight, and those ones we were really having a look at as results were coming in, states like Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, uh, Virginia to an extent, uh, Arizona, Florida, Ohio, we were very briefly interested in in Texas, but that uh, that interest quickly died away. Um, But the good news for Joe Biden is that he is in a much better position than when I last talked to you over Instagram um, or over Facebook on the social media channels, as I did a a broadcast on there rather than out on the podcast last night. Um, As at that moment, we were thinking Joe Biden was really looking in a bad way. He was losing in Miami-Dade County, Florida, which translated to the whole of Florida. He lost that crucial swing state. Um, That was predicted quite early on in the night, actually, his loss in Florida, judging off that Miami-Dade County. Um, He was behind in Georgia, behind in North Carolina, behind in Ohio, behind in Pennsylvania, behind in Michigan, behind in Wisconsin. Um, Things were looking bad. Um, Over the course of the night, we saw these, uh, what have now been termed sort of the the dumps of mail-in ballots um, as... They get processed, they just get added in one go. Rather than going precinct by precinct, you don't really total up um, postal votes through precincts because they all get taken to one central area in most states or in in some counties anyway. Um, So we've been seeing these big swathes of postal votes coming in and shifting the balances in Wisconsin and Michigan. 
and Pennsylvania, where Joe Biden has been coming from behind steadily. Um, he came from behind to be projected the winner in Wisconsin. He has come from behind to be projected the winner in Michigan. Um, we don't know about Pennsylvania yet. That's still in the too close to call category. Uh, the same, however, for Georgia and North Carolina. Georgia, where Biden is really coming from quite a way back, but using the heavily blue counties around Atlanta and uh, Alberta, I believe, um, to really claw back that deficit, the, the lead in that state that Donald Trump had built up. Um, one state that was really hoping to go Democratic, if you were a Joe Biden fan, was Arizona. Arizona that they thought was going to be so crucial because it meant that perhaps uh, you can forsake several of these key East Coast swing states, one of the Floridas or Pennsylvanias or North Carolina or Georgia, something like that. And Arizona has gone Democratic. Um, now, interestingly enough, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle around when to call the state of Arizona. Um, as of, I think, about three or four in the morning, it's all rolling into one, maybe even five. Um, yesterday morning, we had Fox News calling the state of Arizona for Joe Biden. Uh, the president apparently got very angry about that, saying, where is this data from? Uh, they're still in the fight there. Uh, and asked for the call to be retracted. I do not believe that Fox News did retract their call. But uh, it was certainly pressure applied from the White House. Uh, Arizona, however, has now been called by all slash most of the major networks um, to Joe Biden. I believe it is almost universal Arizona is in the Biden column now. The same for the very crucial states of Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, Michigan, with its 16 electoral college votes, pushed the president to 206, uh, sorry, the uh, former vice president to 264 electoral college votes, meaning... Um, he is just six away from becoming the president-elect of the United States. Um, now, that could happen with Nevada. Uh, that could happen with Pennsylvania. It could happen with North Carolina or Georgia. Joe Biden has to win one of any of the remaining contested states uh, apart from Alaska. Alaska is the only one that he does not need to win. In order for the president to win, he has to win all of the remaining states on the board except for Alaska. Um, so Donald Trump, at this moment in time, has it worse off. Biden, again, just needs that one state, and we are expecting Nevada, where the vice president or former vice president is leading, to fall into the Democratic column and to put Joe Biden on the 270 electoral college votes. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, a 270-268 tie, uh, not tie, a 270-268 result would be uh, quite an interesting one to look at for the purposes of media commentary. It would not be the most decisive victory, especially given the uh, the blowout that was predicted across most major networks for uh, Vice President Biden. But it would still be an Electoral College win. However, why do I feel there's always a however when we're talking about President Trump? Um, especially when it comes down to an election and the acceptance of results in an election. Because um, just as um, election night itself was starting to draw to a close, we were seeing the last results of um, the first wave, really, coming to an end at about 6am, 7am UK time. Um, there weren't any more projections projections until about 10 or 11am UK time, so it really was the last in a wave. Um, Donald Trump came out into the White House uh, one of the rooms in the White House, I think it was the Rose Room, something like that, uh, and essentially has cast major, major doubt over the validity of votes in the US election. 
and that that's bad. Uh, Biden was leading in several states. Biden looked like he was coming from behind in others, and Donald Trump basically went out and said, um, well, it looks like we have won. But where does it look like he has won? Because the president said um, they think he's won Pennsylvania, he's won North Carolina, Georgia, Michigan as well. Um, Arizona, he says, keep counting ballots in, although we'll get back to that counting the ballots thing in a bit. Um, now, those states would push Donald Trump over the edge to, to win the presidency. There's just one problem. Um, they haven't been called yet. Georgia hasn't been called. They had um, a problem with a, a burst water main, I believe, somewhere in one of their polling places, and they haven't been calling. North Carolina still has postal ballots to come in. Uh, they can come in all the way until the 12th of November. And also, um, there is not enough in it to be able to decisively call North Carolina. Whilst the president was at the time of his speech leading in Pennsylvania, Joe Biden was coming back hard. Um, we also know that whilst Joe, uh, Joe Biden was trailing in Michigan at the time of the president's speech, he has come back to take Michigan. And Arizona has gone into the Democratic column. So the president has prematurely called this election as a win. And it comes as a shock when even Ben Shapiro speaks out against the president. Ben Shapiro, a noted conservative uh, small-c media commentator, um, former editor-at-large at Breitbart News, I believe, um, not always the person to speak out against President Trump. In fact, very rarely the person to speak out against President Trump. He actually uh, has endorsed and voted for him this election after not having done so in 2016. Um, but even he has said that the president went too far in calling the election this early when all the votes haven't been counted. Even Mitch McConnell said the president had gone too early in calling the election because the votes just hadn't been counted. Um, and that puts together a problem because right now, uh, we are waiting to see the, the fallout from the president's comments, because not only did he call into um, question the validity of the results, uh, he said that they are trying to steal the election, they being the Democrats and the, the state, or the arms of the state, I would assume, or the deep state, the um, establishment. But he also said that he would bring a challenge to some of these, to the Supreme Court, in order to stop people voting. Now, at the time, I say he was ahead in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, uh, and those states would have tipped the election his way had they all been called, putting on to 291 electoral college votes. Um, and he said, well, uh, don't want any more votes counted. That's that. Stop counting ballots. Um, now, he used that under the guise of saying people to be voting illegally. He doesn't want people finding ballots uh, at 4am and uh, something like that. But unfortunately for, for the president, you can't change the rules in the middle of the game. Um, every state made their own laws on how late they could accept mail-in ballots, on how they were to be formatted, and on the counting processes for them. Some states decided to count all of the mail-in ballots as they came in, so they would have a large set of data to dump on election day. Uh, essentially to try and get their results out as early as they could. Florida did that. That's why we were able to call Florida quite early in the night. Um, Arizona did that as well. That's why we were able to call Arizona, uh, despite it being in Pacific time or uh, the Mountain or Pacific time. That was able to be called uh, within a relatively short space of time, including a break in counting in Arizona. Um, you just can't say to stop counting ballots. And it is also interesting to see that whilst 
in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and North Carolina and Georgia, all the places where he was ahead. He was asking, no, uh, sort of begging for the counting to be stopped, saying it'll throw his toys out of the pram and go to the Supreme Court to try and stop the counting of ballots. In Arizona, where he was behind, he said, oh, they're still counting and we think they should keep going because we think we can win that state. Um, and I don't think I have to explain what that what that demonstrates about the president. Um it is it is bare faced for for all to see. Um, if this goes to the Supreme Court, it will. Sorry, it will go to the Supreme Court in whichever guise. It will either be uh, Trump challenging in places that he loses, or um, Biden challenging to avoid votes being tossed out if they do get tossed out by lower courts because Trump brings a challenge. Um, either way, this will end up in the courts. Trump has set the narrative around mail-in voting for a while. Um, He's been setting it up as this thing that is is meant to fail without evidence. I might add, it's, they are almost wholly unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud and uh, things like that. But now he has this platform because, yes, on election day, those states, um, if you were looking at who was leading in those states, you would have seen red states in Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania and North Carolina and Georgia. Maybe not Arizona, but in those other states, you would have seen red states. It's being called the Red Mirage because, um, of course, once all of the votes have been counted, the blue wall is being rebuilt slowly. Maybe not Pennsylvania, I don't know, it's still not been called yet, but certainly in Michigan and Wisconsin, they have been called for Joe Biden. Um, The blue wall up there in the the Rust Belt that Biden was really hoping to bring back um, has defeated parts of the Red Mirage. And it looks wrong. Um, if you if you had to say it, if you would have thought, yeah, that that looks a bit weird. That looks off. Seeing a a state that was red had maybe a four hundred thousand vote lead for the Republicans in um, about I don't know sixty odd seventy percent in, and then suddenly after a, a dump of postal votes, it tries to close itself up and then goes the other way eventually when a hundred percent are in. Yeah, you would have to say some of that looks a little bit odd. But it's just called the counting of votes. Now, some people haven't helped themselves by um, tweeting out that um, a set of 136,000 postal votes that came in in Michigan uh, went in the ratio of 100 to nil to Joe Biden. Uh, That um, was actually slapped down by officials in Michigan, uh, but only after quite a while of it being out. But it's stories like that that don't look right about that whole situation, and that's why there are going to be challenges brought against it. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, the, the mail-in voting system, they were decided by each state. Each state has put in rigorous processes to avoid fraud, and every ballot should count, as long as it was legally and legitimately cast. Um, now, this election will go on throughout the week, really. We're into election week now. Election day is over. Welcome to election week. Uh, Possibly even uh, Supreme Court election month. If it goes there, onto this Supreme Court, which is now a 6-3 conservative majority, uh, also including several people who were actually part of legal teams involved with the Bush v. Gore 2000 decision. Of course, it's so 2020 to have another 2000 legal fight. Um... And including some of the, the justices who voted the same ways on that 2000 decision. Uh, but um, 
this will drag on. We know there's going to be a recount in Wisconsin. It's been ordered. Uh, we know that in Michigan, the Trump campaign will fight. We know that in Pennsylvania, if they lose it, the Trump campaign will fight. Uh, if they lose Georgia, crikey how they will fight. Um, it is uh, going to be quite something to watch the fight from the uh, Trump campaign and from the Biden campaign because they will have lawyers there as well. There are going to be lawyers on the ground in every state you can think of um, that has a say in this election. There will probably be lawyers on the ground in Nevada right now because those six electoral college votes would push it the vice president's way. Um, we're not over yet, folks. Even if the election ends up getting called for Joe Biden, um, it'll go to the courts. If it ends up being called for Donald Trump, it'll go to the courts. Um, in the streets, if it ends up that the, the red mirage sinks away into a blue wall and then is overturned by a Supreme Court decision, uh, in the streets there will be um, a certain amount of distress and unrest. Not necessarily uh, violence, but expect demonstrations and marches. Um, and certainly, whichever way this goes, there is going to be seething anger and resentment built up by one side against the other. Because one of them will feel cheated out of the election, either rightfully or wrongly. Um, if the Trump narrative continues uh, and Biden wins the election and Trump is continuing to peddle his narrative, uh, even after a Supreme Court decision, Trump can just paint himself as the victim of an unfair system. And his supporters will believe him. Um, if it goes the other way, then the Democrats will rail against the rigging of a system by a president who they say has abused his powers and um, is unfit for office. We can probably expect some form of uh, impeachment proceedings brought by the House if Trump is seen to try and steal the election. Um, but what we do know is that it is not over. Um, a week is a long time in politics. I get the feeling that this one is either going to fly by or drag on and on. Uh, but this podcast is not going to be dragging on because that is all the time I have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. So I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the podcast. And until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.